0: hello everyone and welcome into this edition of the sports detective podcast i am your host james williams and today i'm going to be talking about some football the first thing i want to talk about i'm going to get to the uh, conference championship games in a little bit the first thing i want to talk about is philip rivers retiring Good for him, glad for him, long career, good career. And now every time somebody retires in the NFL or less in the NBA, but more in the NFL, especially like a quarterback, we want to say what is their legacy, especially if they are a quarterback. Phillip Rivers with one L. Also, who knew that Phillip Rivers only had one L in the Phillip? Not me. And I really don't necessarily I guess I'll talk about his legacy a little bit and his Hall of Fame credentials he's gonna make it to the Hall of Fame whether you think he should or shouldn't is up for you and I think when we do this and we say oh should this guy get into the Hall of Fame should that guy get into the Hall of Fame I think there's things that are fair to say about someone and why they should get in and I also think there are things that are completely unfair and just don't make sense the things that i look at when i go back and i think this is what we should do when we go back and we try and <clears throat> when we try and rank players all time because especially in the nfl i mean specifically with quarterbacks basketball nba players it's the same way you can't go back and look at like totality of stats right you can't go back right now and say, and this is the thing I think is unfair when you say Philip Rivers should be a Hall of Famer, and this is the first thing that you say is, oh, look at his, look, he's top five, I think, all time And hold on, I'm going to double check that. Yeah, Philip Rivers, fifth all time in passing yards and passing touchdowns, just one ahead of Dan Marino in passing touchdowns because... And I think it's important to with older players, I think it's important to like look at where they were when they were retired. Right? When does that where is that guy at where he's retired? Because all of these guys that are passing these records now, like Brett Favre and Peyton Manning, both retired within this past decade. And I don't know if Favre really made that far into the two thousand tens, but they retired as the all time leading passers in yards and touchdowns and just a few years later they got passed and philip rivers is fifth now but in five years he's going to be like ninth or tenth so i don't think it's fair that we do that especially now because this century we've had really the big passing boom so now all these guys that are playing now are always just going to be farther ahead on the single season records on the all-time records they just are so in football i think it's if we're if you're bringing up that stat and saying that's why, if you're saying that with Eli Manning, like, I I just don't agree in that argument. I think if you want to look up and say, oh, well, Drew Brees, when he had these passing seasons, or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, hey, when they had these passing seasons, that was the best that we have ever seen at that point. Like Dan Marino, when he had his uh, yards record that he had forever, that was... Something that we had never seen before, Dan Fouts, a guy that I've heard his Hall of Fame credentials, when he had he had two amazing seasons in the NFL where he threw a bunch of yards, those were, at the time, those were like the greatest seasons anyone has ever had at the quarterback position. He didn't win MVP or anything, but as far as like yards, and those were like one of the greatest seasons ever. It was unprecedented or someone like Fran Tarkington he retired as the all-time leading passer in touchdowns and yards but we never talk about him because a bunch of guys have passed him and it's gotten to the point now where like Joe Flacco has more passing yards all time than Joe Montana I'll say that again Joe Flacco has more passing yards all time than Joe Montana that doesn't make sense well that's just how the game has evolved so again I don't do that I look at You look at accolades, because you want to say, all right, what was this guy in this era? You look at Phillip Rivers, eight Pro Bowls. That's a lot. For NFL quarterbacks, that's a lot. That's double the amount Eli Manning has. It's more than Ben Roethlisberger. It's a a lot. A lot of quarterbacks don't have eight. I also look at, did you lead the league, you know, like go go through all the hall of fame guys did you lead the league in something like for a season were you did you have a year where it's like oh yeah philip rivers led the league in touchdowns which he did in 2008 uh led the league in yards in 2010 led the league in completion percentage in 2013 led the league in yards or excuse me completions and attempts in 2015 a few of those chargers teams weren't even that good did lead the league in interceptions a few times. Just few other things he led the league in. I'm not going to get into all of that stuff. Just some advanced analytics stuff. But those are kind of some of the things that I look at as a way. Because then you also have to ask yourself too, and also too with the uh, longevity and stuff with the total yards. All of these, it's a way less physical game now. So all of these guys are having longer careers. They're not getting uh, as much concussions. They're not getting as much leg injuries. They're, they like defenders can't even like put their weight on them when they sack them now. It's a foul if they do that. So all of these guys, all of these totality yards are always just going to keep going up and up and up and up. And then the other thing you have to look at, especially with quarterbacks, you don't do this at any other position. Other positions can get their careers solidified for this. Quarterbacks can get their careers made off of this, and that is playoff resume. And this is where really you can kind kind of poke the hole in Phillip Rivers' career because early on, in his san diego career chargers career that late 2000s uh where they had marty schottenheimer and then they had uh, norv turner for a little bit those were really the the years that they shined and he had ladanian Tomlinson, who was again you say uh legendary seasons uh ladanian Tomlinson won an mvp and then he had another year where he was just he had like a I think he had 30 touchdowns in a year that he didn't win MVP in a 30 touchdown season where he did win the MVP and I also think too it was incredible too that uh, the Philip Rivers story where he is playing in the AFC championship game against the 16 and0 Patriots or undefeated Patriots and uh, doesn't have his ACL and he gave him a decent fight. And that's something that's toughness, that's legendary status. But again, if you want to poke the holes in his playoff career, just look at... So, he only made for his career in the 2010s, which is the majority of the year where he piled up all these stats. He only had two playoff wins, only made the playoffs uh, one, two, three times, including... This one, post-2010. I'm not counting the one where it was the 2009 season. And they beat the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson, and then they beat the Bengals with Andy Dalton. So I think that's really the place where you can kind of poke holes in his resume. Um, But you also, again, you have to look back at some other guys... And just from my research with it, the guy with just the amount of Pro Bowls that he has that you can really compare him to would be like Warren Moon. But the weird thing about Warren Moon is that his stats really didn't start until like his like late 20s because he played in another league for a few years. But eight Pro Bowls is a lot, the totality of the yards. And I think a thing that he could really do to bolster his Hall of Fame status would be to and i because we've just seen it before we, we've seen this before where you become a guy in the media and you're on monday night football or you're in the studio and you're really good in studio because then all of us are saying like oh gosh like that guy's really good in studio and then they'll always do the thing where it's like oh let's watch this old philip rivers game if he if he's if philip rivers is calling a uh, a playoff game and then they show like oh look remember this game in 2008 where you played without an ACL and that just kind of puts it all in the minds of us as viewers and the people that actually have votes and you're like oh yeah like that was really incredible and amazing and something that we haven't seen before and that showed incredible toughness and if he's really likable and he's actually really knowledgeable about the game which he would be Like, we saw it with Randy Moss. Like, there was no reason that... And this is the part where, like, you actually kind of understand Terrell Owens. Where him and Randy Moss played the same time. Stats, like, they're 2-3 and all-time in yards and touchdowns receiver-wise. And, yeah, T.O. had his character issues and, like, his team things. And it was like, all right, well, Randy Moss wasn't perfect either. But what Randy Moss did is he got hired by espn and he's doing the espn football shows and he's on monday night countdown and he's really good and he has the segment of you got Mossed," which is like a universal like thing that we all say now when we see an awesome catch where it's just like over contested defender and that's the thing that really helped him get on the first ballot for the hall of fame and it also depends where, where terrell owens got it in the same year but terrell owens was on his third ballot so yeah if I were Terrell Owens I'd be mad at that too but it was mostly because Randy Moss was good on TV and we were like oh yeah remember Randy Moss is really good oh he's not that bad of a guy look at him he's having a fun time you just got Mossed so that's something that could really bolster his resume and get him in sooner but I mean just the yards the again I don't Take much stock into the yards and stuff, but the eight Pro Bowls is kind of overwhelming. Uh, a lot of the other legacy stuff, playing that game on the AC uh, without an ACL, and his—he's just kind of a legend in some respects. Even though you would like to see more playoff success, even though you'd like to see like, oh yeah, I remember that one like awesome Philip Rivers season where we were like, oh my God, watch out. It just not how it works and i would really like for us to as football fans or as if we're judging these guys on hall of fame too if we like as time goes on we raise our standards a little bit because the idea of it's just eight pro bowls and you're in or if you're eli manning and you just win two super bowls and i uh, get a few pro bowls and you're in i i think we need to raise the standard but he's gonna get in Should we talk about the uh, conference championships here a little bit? So we got... I'll start with Tampa and Green Bay. Frozen Tundra, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Where's the game at? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, two legends, two number 12 quarterbacks. Both guys. This is a... it's, It's weird when you say, like, oh, who's the bigger game for? Which I, like... I watched first take this week and or maybe it was last week but it was like the first time i'd watched it in a while and it was like they spent like i'm serious like 75 percent of the show was like them just going from like position to coach to team to quarterback and just being like who's under the most pressure and you're like why is this a show uh but if you're saying someone who is under the most pressure in the playoffs and also pressure comes with expectation like I don't think, like I don't think Patrick Mahomes is under much pressure. He's proven that he's won. He's pretty much had the most flawless career. The only times that he's really gotten hampered in his career was when he's been injured, and this would be one of those times too. And uh, Josh Allen, I don't like. No one expected this this year. The Bills are a great story, even if they lose this game. No, not much pressure on Josh Allen. Tom Brady, he's forty three years old. His legacy cemented. Him just getting to this game is an accomplishment. Aaron Rodgers is under the most pressure. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers 0 3 in his last NFC Championship games. And now you could say, "Oh, James, well, his defense, the defense, the defense, it's just horrible. He's just in all these shootouts." Oh, that's interesting. Because I went back and looked today. How many first half points did Aaron Rodgers score in the a- in the NFC Championship game last year? Just a guess. Anyone have a guess? If you guessed zero or the same as me, you're correct. Okay, well what what about the last NFC championship game? Certainly, it was it was a blowout. They just the defense just letting Aaron Rodgers down all the time. Oh, that's interesting. In the NFC championship game against the Atlanta Falcons, can anyone tell me how many first half points Aaron Rodgers scored in that game? If you said zero or the same as me you are correct again so that's two nfc championship games the two biggest games he's had in the last five years and he has not scored a single point in the first half he's had offensive coaches he always has a great offensive line he always has good weapons why why couldn't he score a single not a field goal couldn't get him in field goal range. Come on, this is your time. If you don't, if you can't beat a forty-three year old Tom Brady and a Bruce Arians wearing his weird hats and his weird masks and a Tampa team that what they like were one of the longest playoff droughts and one of the playoffs longest playoff win droughts until this season. If you can't beat them, then we really have to judge. Your playoff record and again you, you can go back and you can judge Peyton Manning's playoff record you can go back and judge all these guys playoff record and you poke, poke holes in all of them but Aaron Rodgers is getting called the GOAT he's getting called the greatest to ever do it and if you are living up to that expectation and we put that expectation on your shoulders I expect you to score more than zero points in a championship game especially when all of the rules down today's game are four offensive players. I expect that. I expect more. And again, you can pull Coles and Peyton Manning's resume, Drew Brees' resume. But then I could also say, let's just do the Peyton Manning thing. Be like, oh, well, Peyton Manning's got like what? Five MVPs in the regular season. I could just do, he's got a better regular season resume. So Peyton Manning's actually better than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the defense. Oh, Peyton Manning didn't have good defenses in Indianapolis. So what? But if you look at that game, uh, Tampa, Green Bay, they played before. Tampa, it's really a lot of deja vu for Green Bay because last year they played San Francisco in the championship game. And remember earlier in the season, San Francisco dominated Green Bay and then... It's the same thing in this game where earlier this season Tampa dominated Green Bay. So it's a little bit of a deja vu. You kind of read about it. it. It was really funny. I was reading these previews and one website was doing it was doing um matchups where it would be like Tampa defense, Green Bay uh Tampa defense versus Green Bay offense or Tampa offense versus Green Bay offense or passing versus uh, defensive passing and it was really funny i was just like after like the second one i was like oh wait a second all of the offense is just winning in all of these the advantage is just always on the offense uh it was really weird the top three passing attacks in the nfl this year were was tampa number one it was no no, no it was uh buffalo was number one then tampa and then kansas city so actually green bay's got like by by the numbers, which take your stock in the numbers all that you want. I don't really do that that much. I'm more more of an eye test guy with some of this stuff. Apparently, by the numbers, Green Bay's got the fourth highest passing offense, or fourth, or, you know, the lowest passing offense of any team left. They do have the best rushing offense, though, to counter that. Even though, also the thing is, I'll just talk about Tom Brady here for a minute. This is his. Fourteenth conference championship game if he wins this it is the, his 10th Super Bowl appearance and that like li- 10 Super Bowls is double what any other quarterback in the history of the league has done which is really incredible so I just I don't understand people that still want to have the goat debate with him Uh, just doesn't make sense to me but whatever you know you do you I actually I kind of like the Bucks in this game I might put like a little bit of money on them because I like the deja vu factor for Green Bay even though this Green Bay teams better than it was last year I I just think I just kind of want to bet on Tom Brady and I think that'd be fun and you could say oh the cold Tom Brady's blood's thinner now it's not really gonna affect him because it's like a day game and it's gonna be sunny so I actually think the cold really won't affect Tampa that much. So I like Tampa and I think it's gonna be close. So and let's just talk about the AFC championship game. I save this one because I don't have much to say about it. It all depends if Mahomes is healthy. If Mahomes is healthy, Kansas City is gonna win because again, if you read the previews on it and you look at the numbers, Kansas City is just kind of like a better version of like like Kansas City is like the A version, right? They're they're the A paper. If you write a paper when you were in school, you write a paper, that's the A. Buffalo is like the A- minus, where it's like really, really good, but it's not as good as the A. They're just like a better version uh, where Kansas City, better weapons, uh, slightly better quarterback, better rushing attack, better coach, and again, Buffalo, again, Buffalo's really good. But Kansas City's just a little bit better at everything. And then Buffalo's just like slightly better, like kind of defensive defensively, but not much, really. But, and again, that's by the numbers. But I, I like Kansas City if Mahomes is healthy, and if, if Mahomes isn't healthy, they're not winning. Uh I I hope it's a good game. I hope it's not a blowout. And that's basically my thoughts on the conference championship games. So that's gonna be the podcast for today little bit of a mild one but again thank you guys so much for listening please go rate review subscribe do whatever you want follow on twitter and instagram at jws detective and i will see you next time